Welcome to the Winners Get Waffles podcast with Brandon Buckner, Zach Leonard, and Matt Heron. Let's get going. Hey guys, welcome to Winners Get Waffles. I'm here with Coach Buckner and Coach Heron. Um, I just had a little topic I wanted to talk with them about today, so you're going to get a chance to listen in on that. I've been thinking a lot about practice because, you know, we're all sitting at home a lot and, you know, everybody's thinking about game day situations and X's and O's and stuff like this, but it's just practice has really been on my mind because a lot of teams would be having spring practice and getting to work on skills and stuff like that. So I wanted to hear what we thought were the most important parts of practice. So anybody want to jump in? Practice? You're talking about practice? <laughs> not a game. Not a game. Sorry, it was just there. Uh, I had to make the joke. Um, personally, for me, um, believe it or not, I do like practice. I just like game day a lot more. Uh, I just, for, my, for our listeners, I just knew at some point they were going to say some sort of joke like that. So I had to defuse the bomb ahead of time. Uh, but... Uh, I really like team time at the end, you know, going through the script or whatever. But now as I'm saying that, I kind of realized that I just said I like practice more than game days. But my favorite part of practice is at the end when we basically do a mini game. Um, but nonetheless, I like team time just because, you know, it, it's it's uh, uh, depending on the day of the week or kind of how you approach practice. It's a good opportunity to. Uh, scratch some stuff out, you know, get the kids used to um, the opening script or things you're planning to do in the game um, for that week, uh, as well as, um, you know, so, some coaches are really big on chemistry. You know, if you have guys practicing with um, other position groups or in different roles, say you have a JV kid practicing up with varsity for part of it, you know, it sometimes it, it can be difficult to all of a sudden on a Thursday or Friday or whenever you have a game to just jump in and be expected to perform with these guys, make checks defensively, um, throw to routes, um, you know, and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm just, I really enjoy group time and, and team time. Um, as long as you can ensure the quality of the scout team and, and make sure it's competitive. I, I think, um, any competitive environment while working with the guys you're supposed to play in a game with um, performing the things you're expected to call or want to run in the game is best. Hey, I'm going to jump in for a second though. That brings up a good question. Do you think on the JV level that team chemistry is more important or playing with the best players is more important? Uh, do you mean like team chemistry on JV versus playing with the best players in the program for varsity? Yes, sir. So just to kind of paint the picture here, I think a lot of teams usually have sort of hybrid players that kind of practice up that, you know, are maybe backups or really close to really close to pushing the starter and they have to be up on varsity practice a lot of times. So is that a better situation or do you think, you know, maybe cutting those guys up to varsity full time and playing with the guys you got, but having great 
team chemistry is the best thing. I got you. Uh, definitely team chemistry at the varsity level, I think, obviously should take precedent. Um, you know, JV is important in the aspect of developing players. And when I say that, I don't mean necessarily developing players just on game day. You know, JV in general is if you're a freshman or sophomore, uh, not full time on the varsity roster. So if you can develop as a player by in practice going, you're good enough to give the varsity team a look or actually compete in individual or group time with those guys, then I'm all for it as long as um, you can ensure that towards the end of practice, um, and if not every day, then at least the day before the game, those players can come and do um, JV team time all together at least one day to get the team chemistry down at that level. You know, because at the end of the day, more than likely, those are uh, the guys that one day will be the full-time varsity group and are their most likely friends and, you know, chemistry is important to them as well. I don't think chemistry on JV is worth anything, honestly. I mean, there are JV teams that I've coached on. I've been the head coach of a JV team where we didn't even get to practice before Thursday and went out and played. And, I mean, we uh, there are games that we've won where we didn't do that. So I, I just think that – I think if you've got a kid that's a tweener on varsity and – Maybe he didn't play the week before in the game as much as you thought. I think it's only fair to him that he practices all week, getting his chance to get ready for the game and possibly play on Friday. And maybe Wednesday afternoon you're like, okay, we're going to start Tony over there, and he's he's going to be our starter. So Billy has to come down and play on JV. I think he can go down and, and show up and play. Yeah, there's a communication issue, but – I think you look across, at least in our area, every team has has at least two or three kids that do that if they don't practice the whole team with varsity and have JV give them scout looks. Um, I, I, I don't think – I think we've been blessed to have our situation where we have 40-plus kids on JV and can actually get a good, a good squad. I mean, they, I've had teams where we've had like maybe 18 for a game and we're like, well – Let's see how this goes. So I, I think I think you got to kind of take a look through the lens and go, yeah, yeah, we've had a really good showing and and stuff. And I don't think chemistry is worth anything. I think if you've got the best players, especially in JV, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. Yeah, and I'm probably somewhere in between both both of you. I mean, I think team chemistry is important. But the thing is, those guys that are up on the varsity level, and unless they're just jerks, you know, if they're jerks, that kills team chemistry. But the guys who are practicing up with that varsity level, the rest of the JV guys look up to those guys, I feel like. You know what I mean? So in that aspect of chemistry, now I know I got, a, I got something for you, Coach Bugner, but um, I, I know that – you know, that, that part of team chemistry should be good. You know, they'll respect them. They'll get along. They'll play well together. Plus, you got more JV kids getting more reps in practice. You know what I mean? Those guys' backups are getting the reps in practice, which is a good thing. The JV tweeners are getting the good good competitive reps with varsity. You know, they're really being able to be physical. They're, they're in a situation where they have to bring their A game to compete, and I think that's a really good thing. But then the team chemistry that you're probably talking about, you know, like 
You know, if it's a running back working on meshes, you know, that's definitely a concern. But I think it's still worth it if you're getting to play with a player that's that good. You know what I mean? Like if he's good enough to almost be on varsity, he's going to help help your team and you can figure out meshes a little bit as you go. You know what I mean? I think yeah. the meshes and stuff like that is kind of like leads to my favorite part of practice, which is probably runs versus fronts. And we'll talk about that later. But run, run RVF is like where we set and we go, we're, we're not even throwing a scouting report out. We're just throwing, this is a formation, this is this, and we're just going. And it's really easy to sub in, like, player X, that tweener kid, can come in and rep with JV for the for those reps and get his meshes in right there and get going. And, and even though he's not getting full-time reps, it's like a pre-practice routine where he can hop in and get reps. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's where he can get those meshes and things like that. Yeah, yeah, good, good point. Well, why don't you jump in with run versus front set and talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, so we kind of came up with this idea. I don't know if we're probably not original in it, but oh, I'm we, sure we stole it. <laughs> yeah, when we uh, we just got tired of going into games and seeing a front that we hadn't practiced all week, and 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 kind of coaching wise, giving ourselves an out, being like, oh, we haven't seen it all week. Oh, oh yeah, kids aren't ready for that. And it's just kind of crap. Like we got to be ready for it. So what we started doing was just throwing in different fronts, maybe fronts that we've seen two years ago, maybe fronts that that we think that we would run, maybe fronts that we struggled with, and just giving different fronts to our line and to our backs, and having a kind of right at right at the get go practice, having a little run period, team run period to get going. And it's not like. There, we have a script for it, but it's pretty generic plays. It's like all our base stuff, stuff that we know we would have to run if we see a strange front. And, and maybe on Monday we'll hit – maybe they're, they've been in a bear look or something. We'll hit the bear look. And then Tuesday we're like we've struggled with uh, overhangs rolling down and slanting, so we'll hit that even though it's a team that doesn't do that. And then maybe on Wednesday we'll hit an odd front just in case they come out in an odd front and maybe they're an even team. It's just stuff that we don't anticipate them running, but we want to make sure that we've practiced so we've got it down before we go. And and I, I really like that portion of practice. I think it's made us better. I think there was a game this year where we were completely anticipating the team hadn't shown us any of the front that they ran against us, and they show up, and luckily we had hit it in runs versus fronts, and we were able to, to at least get it together so we could uh, survive that initial shock. Well, it's not really luckily if you if you think about it. I mean, it's good planning. You know, that's the thing is I think a lot of teams uh, do so much planning and scouting and blah, blah, blah. But teams can run whatever they want. You know, when they show up on Friday, they can be in whatever they want. So it's important to have, you know, good, solid rules that you're you're working on every week. You know, we got to be able to take care of this stuff every week. Yeah, definitely. I was just about to say that. I think starting practice, um, you know, after warm up or whatever, starting with a runs versus front period or, or group period like that is really good because it um, gets the kids comfortable in, you know, our base stuff, what we're going to be running potentially um, can create smarter football players. Like you said, going over maybe some fronts that we might not see that week, but at some point in your career, you're more than likely going to see that. Um, so I think 
when it's game time, you know, if your players are comfortable and smart, then, I mean, you got a chance in any game. So I agree. Yeah. Definitely. That kind I, of bring, go ahead. I was just going to drop in really quick and, and I, I like runs versus fronts, but I think a lot of what it is, is it's almost like an individual period for your team. Like this is base. This is this. Let's get after it. Let's focus on our steps. Let's get our eye discipline right for our backs. Let's get our reads and work our combos. And it's like a, it's like a full team indie period, which is kind of cool because I think all of us agree that indies where you really develop your players and, and those kids, those tweeners, they're getting bukus or reps in indie. But I think it's kind of a like a team indie period. I know that's the dumbest thing that anybody's ever heard, but it's really. I'm glad you said period. that because I was about to jump in and start making fun of you. A full team individual period. Okay. <laughs> Guess it's like a fundy period, like a fun fundamental period. But it, there you it, go. your coaches are just repping, like watching like hawks, the basics, everything that they're supposed to do, and not really caring about stunts and slants and other things. You're just coaching like crap. Not coaching coaching stuff well. Coaching the crap out of stuff. Not coaching like crap. Unless you're coach by. <laughs> so so uh, <laughs> that kind of makes me interested. So you like that period over your actual inside period? I do inside period. Traditionally, I like inside period, but I think our our inside period kind of is going to have to morph into a team run period, especially with what we do, because you can't really take away our corners and safeties in our period, our inside period, because if we're running outside zone as our base play, we kind of have to have those guys in there, especially if we're trying to condense formations. And then you get into the the inside run period you're you're more game plan oriented you're like leaning on stuff and i, I think you're me uh, personally i'm watching more the whole scheme of the play instead of watching hey is the quarterback taking the right steps is the back reading is key do we have eye discipline it, it's it's less fundamental and it's more like team for me now our coaches coach really well and they're still watching the fundos but i i think me personally i kind of lose that oversight and i think that's why i like rbf so much all right I'm yeah i agree in. i think oh, it's oops, sorry. i was just gonna say yeah i agree i think it's a good opportunity for um you know group versus inside run yeah it's um from a coaching aspect exactly like you said um it gives coaches opportunities to all right this is um runs versus fronts i'm really going to focus on the fundamentals yes i obviously want the play to be successful but i want um, this kid and that kid, you know, to take the proper steps, know why he's doing what he's doing. And then hopefully later in the practice, when we get to like an inside run, that's when we can, from a coaching aspect, look at the overall, you know, is this play succeeding because of this or that, you know, how's everything looking together and meshing together? I think that's all really interesting, but I want to point out that defensively, I feel like I couldn't do that, you know, like, for a team period, an inside period, whatever, if I'm looking at the overall scheme of the play, I think it can almost get some false sense of security sometimes. Now, I am looking – well, I guess it depends on how you're really talking about that. But, like, if I'm just happy because a play got stopped in inside, then it's not going to get stopped in versus a real team because you got to be careful about who's making the play, you know, in – and it also goes back to having a great scout team. But sometimes you got a guy who's making a play that he would not have made in a real game. 
You know what I mean? Like when you're going against another team's best guys, that defensive tackle is not going to beat that double team, split the block and chase down the running back. You know what I mean? You got to kind of be aware of, you know, did the right person fit it the right way instead of just, Hey, we stopped this. Let's go. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's kind of a tough situation because you want to be okay with it. You want to say, Hey, we handled that. That's no problem. But if you don't do it the way it's going to happen in a game, then you can't feel great about it. And, you know, that's why obviously I'm a big proponent about filming those situations too, because you, you, you're going to miss something, you know what I mean? And if you don't film it and if you don't watch it before the next practice, you're not going to get it covered. I do have one. Oh, you got something? Yeah. I was going to say uh, two things off of that one, you know, I know you said that, um, but we will absolutely take a defensive tackle who is capable of splitting a double team and chasing down a running back. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to have that guy, but it's just not realistic. Um, But yeah, from a defensive perspective, um, I kind of feel the same way. It's kind of tough to tell your uh, D line and and linebackers and whoever else is involved in inside run that, okay, you're just going to see run plays. Well, obviously they can start to cheat and do that, but in a game for all, you know, they could throw the first five straight plays, you know, uh, just like if we had a pass period, you're telling, you know, you never know for a fact if they're going to run the ball or, or pass the ball, you know, offense, you know what you're going to do because you're calling the plays, but from a defensive aspect, you got to be prepared for literally everything. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I did want to talk about that today, because again, I'm, I'm, you probably have heard me talk about this before. I'm getting away from inside run. You know, I'm getting I want to get away from Pascal too. I think we might stick with Pascal a little bit more than we do inside run just because I want to make it as hard as possible on the defense. And it's easy when I can, when a middle linebacker sitting there thinking, Oh, it's definitely a run. You know what I mean? That makes it easier. And I think I need to get away from that. I think I need to get to more team stuff. I still want to limit team as much as I can because, you know, just contact situations and stuff like that. But I do think team is is where we need to spend the time defensively because, like Coach Buckner just said, there's never a situation. I don't care if it's fourth and one on the goal line. I don't care if it's uh, third and 15. You know, you don't know for a fact what the other team's going to do. And if you start acting like you do, they'll use that against you. But I mean, do you what do you think about those situations on offense? Is it different offensively? I kind of think it is different offensively because I think you almost want to have a run period to give your defense the advantage mm-hmm. um, in that aspect where you those kids know that it's a run and they can be more aggressive and kind of simulate another team's aggression better because you're never I mean, we can say it it's important to get a scout team. It's important to get a scout team. Your, your scout team is a scout team for a reason. It's because they're not the first unit, you know, so maybe they're just a step slow or, or not reading well. So if you can give them the advantage from an offensive standpoint and go, don't worry about pass, you know, this is a run period. You go make the play. It kind of helps you on Friday night because the defense doesn't have that awareness Friday night, but they're still better players than you probably have on your scout team. I 100% agree with that because, again, you're making your competition in practice better. Yep. And on the flip side of what Coach Heron said, I think it, you know, also helps um, the mindset for the offense. You know, if it's fourth and one on the goal line and, and we're calling power or 
outside zone or or trap or whatever you know i mean you just communicate to that huddle i mean it's nothing i mean it's uh exactly the same as if it's inside run you know we've run that rep this play so many times against so many fronts we need a yard to uh go let's get it you know that really reminds me of what we did what i guess two years ago where we had that power period where where we threw as many people in there as we thought we could handle at the time and kind of added an extra guy the next time add an extra guy the next time and we told our kids it doesn't matter we got to get these two yards is what I think we said two yards, maybe three yards, but it was kind of one of those situations where we're looking for short yardage, but we cannot make excuses. We got to get these yards. And I really, I thought that was an interesting period. I thought it did a good thing for our mindset as an offense at the time, for sure. Yep. Um, one other thing, just from a defense aspect, I think this has really changed for me a lot. You know, I haven't told anybody what my favorite part of practice is. For one, I think there's a part of practice that has to be the best part is where can I get the best competition? You know, I've been in teams where the best competition happens in individual. I've been in teams where the best competition, the only way to get great competition is going half line. But whatever you got to do, I think that's an, a very uh, – sorry, a very important part of practice is trying to find that competition. But it's funny, I'm saying that, and then on the flip side, I'm almost exactly the opposite. You know what I mean? Whereas I think, as I've grown as a coach, I think those walkthrough periods, that teaching time, that those check periods, those kind of things are so important. You know what I mean? Because it really is Football is interesting because, yes, you know, there's a lot of brute force. Yes, there's a lot of physicality. Yes, there's a lot of, you know, athletic ability. But a lot of times you've got to understand the situation to be able to make those big-time plays, and I think that's really the most important part. Yeah, I, I think uh, the more the more you can um, increase how the kids feel confidence-wise and then preparation-wise, you know, them see it from a slow standpoint, you know, on maybe a Monday or, or the beginning of a practice, um, just stand still, whether it's defense or offense, this is the front or this is the formation. This is what they like to do. If he does this, you know, you got that wearing this coverage, blah, blah, blah. That way, you know, that kind of hopefully speeds up the process later in the week or in the game when it's full speed, they got to make these checks. They got to, you know, they have no problem doing it because they've repped it, um, and learned it and are confident and, and trust that the coaches will put them in a good position and trust their teammates are also uh, prepared and know what they do. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's all we got for you today. I really appreciate you listening to us. And hey, real quick, if you have something you want to tell us about your practice, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you go to our Twitter page and, and let us know what you do in practice. Thanks for joining us for another Winners Get Waffles podcast. As always, you can reach us at winnersgetwaffles at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at winsgetwaffles, W-I-N-S-G-E-T-W-A-F-F-L-E-S. And listen to us on YouTube, listen to us on iTunes, listen to us on SoundCloud, whatever you can find our podcast on, please listen. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, interests, you want to host, reach out to us. Thanks for your time.